I respond. That's what I was going for when I bought the contacts. I snatch up the layer of the hair she's just released and hold it up again, inspecting the blue. Anyway, I thought blue goth punk emo number B000 would be a nice choice for today, seeing as though I'll be meeting all sorts of new people. I wouldn't want to make a bad first impression, I say, sarcasm coding the last word spoken. Linda snickers to herself, her shoulder-length blonde hair falling across her shoulders as she dips her head in laughter. She's so not looking at the road right now. Eyes on the road, please. Releasing my hair, I watch until she lifts her face to focus on the gray pavement. Once satisfied that we're not going to drift into oncoming traffic, my head finds the back of the seat, and soon the sound of the humming tires almost lulls me to sleep. God, I moan as I stretch my arms above my head, attempting to release the pressure of my aching back muscles. How much longer? Even shifting in my seat does absolutely nothing to alleviate the throbbing. Not much, half an hour maybe, she responds, her green eyes once again breaking away from the very important highway to meet mine. Seriously, the cat eyes are creeping me out. They make my eyes water. Right on cue, moisture brims the base of her dark lashes. Pointing my index finger in the direction of the windshield, my blackened eyebrow lifts and I narrow my stare. Then stop looking at them and focus on driving, please. I would like to get there in one piece, limbs intact, preferably alive if you don't mind. Living and breathing is kind of crucial to attend college. Turning her head away, she inhales deeply and then releases a long sigh. You're so morbid. No return remark is necessary. That's like saying water is wet. Morbid and I go hand in hand. Flipping down the visor above my head as she continues to drive, I glance at the reflection in front of me taking note of my latest physical manifestation. Deep black dye covers the top of an entire base layer of electric blue, fulfilling its purpose in concealing my naturally light blonde hair. The contacts in my eyes are completely white, with the exception of the black pointed ellipses right in the middle. A 16-gauge circular barbell crosses through the septum of my nose, the newest addition to my piercings. I run my tongue across the back of the tiny skull-shaped stud currently residing in my left dimple piercing, a mirror image of the one on the right, while my fingertips graze over the 12-gauge mini-curved barbell in my eyebrow on the same side. The sight of the skulls serves as a constant reminder of the permanent loss of my once beaming smile, its grave marked with silver. After pinning the hair to the nape of my neck, I glance briefly at the industrial piercing at the top of my left ear, and then at the seven silver closure rings that line the side of the right. I look like a freak. Sometimes I wonder if I overdid the attempt to deter anyone and everyone from ever getting near me. Well, if the piercings don't work, the cat eye should definitely get my point across. Sigh. While releasing the hair from my grasp, my other hand lifts toward my face and extends a finger, 
touching the surface of the contact before moving it aside to reveal a bright, sky-blue iris staring back at me. The color suited me at one time, happy and alive, sunny. No longer, though. Death becomes me. I release the contact, and after it slides back into place, I bend at the waist, feeling for the backpack that's just beneath my feet. After locating it and zipping open the front pocket, I blindly finger through the items encased inside. Eye drops. Wearing contacts day in and day out tends to dry up my eyes. Go figure. A tiny notebook, which contains the ramblings of my journal. A full can of mace, forced upon me before leaving by Linda earlier this morning. Until I find what I'm looking for nestled in the corner. Extracting the pot of pigment-based cream eyeshadow and a round tube of lip stain from the pocket, I lay them in my lap.